Hey everyone, it's Drew here. I want to welcome you all to another wonderful episode of Phoenix Down. This is episode number 2.1, and we're finishing up our discussion topic, I guess, of Amnesia, The Dark Descent. We uh, stopped what I thought was the halfway point, but I think it was a little bit before the halfway point, because it seemed like this game just kept going. (laughs) But um, not in a bad way. You know, it depends on how you feel about the game. So, But uh, tonight, I have with me Matt. What's up, guys? And I also have Dave. Good evening. And we... I'm trying to imagine. We left off in right after the machine room part. And we were fixing the elevator to go down into the prison. And um, from there, jumped into the elevator after we fixed it, which I know, Matt, you said you you hadn't fixed the elevator just yet. Yeah, I hadn't quite gotten to the end there. Yeah. Um, Machine room, anything particularly happened there that you liked? Uh, No, I mean, just in general, I think that the... uh the puzzles are fairly well done. I didn't have any trouble with it. I just kind of finished it up quick. I was only like 10 or 15 minutes behind. Yeah. But, um, so basically you jump into the elevator and you start going down and, oh, it crashes. Because, you know, 1840s elevators aren't the best in the world. So, when you wake up, you're in the middle of the prison. And this isn't just any type of prison. This is a special type of prison that is basically a dungeon where you torture people. Yep. And you start to finally see exactly what has been going on with Daniel, which I kind of called it, but at the same time I kind of didn't. Because you slowly start to see how corrupt... Daniel gets. Yeah, I agree, and that's one thing I was going to mention. If it if it didn't come up, was that yeah, I don't feel as bad for Daniel as I thought I was going to. Yeah, no. It's yeah, and and like you said, the sort of the story revelations were not necessarily what I expected, but not so out of left field that I was totally surprised by them. That's true. I, um, but you, but well, anyway, so I guess part of the story is, so we, we knew that Alexander was doing experiments on animals and these experiments were basically to power the orb that he was using, um, by using the special power or special force, mystic force, where basically if something was receiving pain or was receiving torture of some kind it would give off this special I don't know aura is it the vitae that's in the blood or is the vitae the blood with this stuff in it I think you extract the vitae from the blood and you get more of it by inflicting pain without killing I think is was kind of yeah. the way that worked yeah so but what Alexander realized was that humans have the most of this, and he can extract the most out of it from humans. 
So he begins to have people kidnap humans for him for torture. And then you start to see that Daniel is participating in these torture sessions, um, mainly because Alexander has revealed to Daniel that he is being chased by a shadow because he took the orb and the shadow basically won't stop until he performs a certain ritual. That can, warding. It's uh, like a warding ritual that they're yeah, doing. They that, try it a couple times. That can possibly banish the uh, the shadow for good. Um, the unfortunate thing is Daniel must participate in this in order to banish it. It can't be done by somebody else. So to begin with, Daniel starts to, you know, he, he's torturing people and feeling awful about it, you know. And he's trying, and then you slowly start to see him try and justify it by, well, we're, we're really hurting bad guys, you know. We're taking kidnappers and murderers and, and rapists and stuff like that, and we're torturing them. And then they start getting desperate, and they start just taking innocent people. But by that time, Daniel's like, you know, I'm doing this for the greater good kind of thing. He's basically brainwashed himself into thinking that he's doing the right thing. Um, and this is pretty much all revealed in the prison, or no? It, uh, it's kind of spread out. Yeah, it's spread out. So it, we don't, it's back and forth at least. Yeah, I we mean, don't. You, you get the idea of what he's doing, and you get the idea that he's reluctant at first, but then as he's going along with it and kind of getting convinced by Alexander that it's okay, and then convincing himself that it's okay, I think the rest of that is kind of spread out throughout the rest of the, the yeah. second half. I mean, you, you like the whole time during the prison, you are going through cells and basically having flashbacks of of people begging for their lives and things like that, and it's it slowly becomes even more and more sinister as you progress because after the prison, which I mean, I want to talk more about the prison. I'm I'm trying I'm racking my brain right now trying to remember what happened in the prison. Well, I'll just say it's very dark and you get chased a bit. Yeah. It's too it, like this whole second half of this game, which I will go ahead and say this whole second half of this game w- was more. I need to just constantly run. Yeah. Than it was. I'm scared that something's going to get me. I really didn't have much fear during the second part of this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought the prison was, was up there as far as the scarier areas of the game. I don't think it is as bad as the storage area. Yeah. That place was scary. Yeah. I didn't I didn't necessarily have the direct fear that something was going to jump out, but the the prison had a very, you know, as you're, as you're going out and collecting the pieces, it's like you go into the room, you get the torture flashback, you know, you kind of read the stuff, and it's like, okay, I want to get out of here as fast as possible. Yeah. You know, I kept I kept expecting something to happen and just kind of in general being uneasy about where I was, that I wasn't necessarily running from stuff. I was just running to get back to the main area. Yeah. And there's also in the second half, there's two of the uh, like flat out running parts. Yeah. Which aren't really scary, but are pulse quickening, I would say. Frantic, I would <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah, they are. They're, you're, I mean, you're scared that you're going to die more than you're scared if you're going to see something 
horrifying. Yeah. But the um, I'm trying to imagine when you leave the prison, you go into. Uh, I think you go straight to the cistern. So there's the, well, there's the two parts of the prison. Yeah, there's the upper level and the lower level. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess I'm talking about the the lower level because I forgot about the cistern. But the uh, the cistern is it's, it's also more pieces. It's like the hub, but you go to these different areas where um, basically th- those are the straight up torture rooms, you know. Or, or am I thinking that's later on? Uh, I think those are later that's on. The, that's the this, nave. I, yeah, I that's think the nave. Yeah, that's the nave. Yeah. Um, so the cistern is where you walk in and you're kind of like in a giant um, cylindrical room. Yeah. And you bash down. You, you bring the ladder down. You have to bash the pipe to get the ladder down. And then um, up once you climb up the ladder, there's two doors on either side with like hanging bridges. Yeah. And then you got the control room in the center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the control room, one of the bridges won't come all the way down, so you're forced to basically go one way. You go that way, and that's where the water's flooded, right? You're like in a yep. sewer-looking thing. Yeah, I think that's like the cistern proper. Yeah. And there... You know what? Was there a water monster in there? Because I never had one. I never no. had one either. I read that there was one, but I spent a whole lot of time in that water. Yeah. And if it was anything like the other water monster, you would know pretty quick if there was one there. Yeah. And I, I never saw one. I kept thinking I heard footsteps, but that might have been background music. That might have just been me freaking out because the water <laughs> monster scared the hell out of me in the first half. Yeah. But um, in that area, you're basically, I guess you're drowning a person in a box. Is that what's happening? Because that that room confused me more than a lot of the rooms in the game. Because I ran around, you know, I was trying to avoid the water monster, never saw one. You know, I finally found out, alright, I gotta turn all these valves. So I finally did turn all the valves, and like, nothing happened. Oh, well, see, what happened was, when you were turning all those valves, you were releasing the water from the sewers like the lower sewers from back at the cistern yeah i saw that there was water going into the box i guess i never made the connection that there it was never very explicit was there a person in there there was a person in there because you like i i distinctly heard them like you know yelling or kind of like mumbling or whatever and every time i touched the box after i because i'd always go back to that box and touch yeah. it to see what would happen after I turned a uh, valve, and it was like, and you know, it it was it was slowly filling up. And when it was full, it said the the screaming had stopped, and I was like, I must have drowned somebody. Oh yeah, I guess I didn't check it after that. I just was finding valves and turning them. Yeah. I kind of thought I had to do something in that room after I turned all the valves, though. Yeah, I was I was waiting for something that. I guess I guess I just missed. Yeah. Because the game's pretty good about telling you when you've completed a puzzle the way it kind of like flashes white for a second. Yeah. And your sanity goes back to normal. Yeah. But uh, it didn't you know, happen. If that, there. Yeah. If that ha- if that did happen, I don't know. There was nothing. I didn't feel like oh I finally figured something out. I'm like all right I turned three valves and and then I'm like all right well I guess I'll just go to a different room now because I don't know 
what else to do. Yeah. Yeah, that was exactly what I did. But basically what that was doing was was lowering the water at the back at the cistern where you could go downstairs into the sewers. Oh, in the little yeah, in the little poison gas area. Yeah. So if you could return, you realize you can't go down there because there's poison gas there and you'll die if you don't. So you need to figure out how to lower the other bridge. So you had to go to the machine room, or not the machine room, the control Sister room. Cistern control room, yeah. Yeah. And you had to do, you had to like solve a puzzle. Is this the puzzle where? No, I think that's the machine room. There's a couple of little puzzles in here. There's, there's like, so there's the one with like the the, the hanging weights there's like weights on chains yeah you have to get them lined yeah. up the right way yeah you have to you have to basically you have to mirror the opposite room yeah, yeah. and then there's the the large looks like a large piston in the yep. floor on the on the i think the next room up yeah i had a problem there because you had to grab the pipes and put the pipes on the wall yeah it's three pipe pieces yeah and th- but there looked like there was supposed to be a fourth pipe and I didn't find a fourth pipe. And yeah, because there's four on the other side. Like, you walk into the very end room, and there's four off to the right. And then there's an open wall on the left with holes in it. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't know where this fourth pipe is. And then they, and then I finally had to game fact it. <laughs> and uh, it said, oh, there's only three. I was like, okay. So I walked back out. Well, apparently I put the pipes on wrong. Yep. Yeah, there's a specific way they have to be on. I didn't know that. And so, <laughs> I swear, it was like an hour of me just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing wrong. Yeah, I had a little of that there. But uh, I finally fixed that. You had to lower the bridge. Basically, I threw Chuck a rock. rock at it. Yeah, I threw yeah. a rock at it, and it lowered it even more. Yep. Then you go into the morgue. Oh, is is that what you guys did? I, I, must, I must have been reading a different thing on GameFAQs because I got stuck too. Um, basically what I did was, uh, lowered the one, pulled the lever, got on it, and then waited for it to rise up and then jumped from that one to the other one so that my, so that my weight would bring it down. (laughs) Like somebody wrote it. It's got to work, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I might've tried that after, but I feel like there's a lot of puzzles in this game that you fix just by throwing stuff at other stuff. <laughs> That's true. So when I'm like, oh, it's stuck, I'm like, well, first thing I'm gonna try is just throw something random at it. But um, so after you lower the bridge, you go to the morgue. And the morgue is by far one of the more disturbing places, I guess, because you just see like straight up dead bodies, like human beings. Yeah. All of them male because you can see their penises. Yeah, this game yep. has a thing about penises. Yeah, it's weird. Somewhat rendered penises. Yeah, they're not, yeah. Not just like a <clears throat> like a bitmap like image covering it. Yeah. This yeah, is not three D dong. Not not to jump ahead, even like at the very end of the game, I'm like really? Yeah. You, you got to get one last penis in. <laughs> all right, whatever. Have just, your fun. And they're just not like you know. I don't know what to say. I, I mean, I don't want to have a discussion about dicks on here, but I mean, like that dude laying on the table, I was like, it looks like a gigantic skin tag. Or was, don't you want to have a conversation about dicks? You know what? Let's go ahead and just get into it. Um, but so you walk into the morgue, 
and there's um there's bodies everywhere. You know, you open a couple of doors. There's just one area where, um, especially like it looks like a shower room almost, but it's there's bodies piled up everywhere. There's blood everywhere, and then there's another one where it looks like the furnace where they yep. they, they burn the bodies. But those are two opposite rooms where the hub, I guess the quote unquote hub room is basically where a laboratory is where he does experiments, and there's a dead body lane there. Um, and you realize or you, you find out through a series of notes that in order for you to get past the poison gas that is being emitted by the fungus or fungi and the sewers you have to basically substitute your blood for another person's blood well it's a, it's just a vaccine i think is it he says, he, yeah i think they say you need a vaccine and it's in the blood and it worked so then they basically they're telling you you need to get the blood out and transfer some to you to yeah as long as someone else has been vaccinated you can use their blood to vaccinate yourself yeah yeah so you get a bunch of items including a needle and a jar to hold blood and I've been carrying around this corkscrew <laughs> for a while. And I didn't know what the hell to do here because I was like, okay, I'm going to stab this dude with the needle and, yeah. you know, get his blood and uh, I'll put it inside myself. Um, but that didn't work. And it kept saying something about you can't penetrate the head. And I was like, what the fuck are they even talking about? And I like, I would, it, I would love to see like a third person like somebody watching spectator mode, me trying to figure out how to fuck to get blood out of this guy. Cause I like jumped on top of him. I tried stabbing his dick and I was like, what the fuck? I can't, I can't get this fucking blood out. And so finally I looked, I was like, Oh, I have to drill into his fucking head. Yeah. And so I pull out this corkscrew and drill into this corpse's head. Fill up a jar with his blood and then inject it into myself. That's just a ray of sunshine. Yeah, that's pretty that, strange. Yeah, yeah, that that was that was different. The the one thing that that kind of stuck out to me in that part was in the two rooms you were talking about. In the one you've got a pile of bodies, and then you can see the one has been crawling towards the furnace. You know, he's he's kind of separated away. Yeah. And moving up the stairs. Yeah. I but um, that was. What is it? It's whenever you get the vaccine and you're going back toward the door, a monster starts banging on it. Yep. Yeah. And then you have to go hide with the dead bodies. <laughs> and so. I hope I, that's not what everyone else in the room did. Yeah. So I, I ran and hid in the, in the, uh, what looks like the shower room. And um, he go. He just eventually just walks away, I guess. Yeah, these I, monsters aren't very persistent. No, not really. And so then you leave. Now you can travel through the sewers. And I'm trying to imagine the sewers was basically just a, a trail almost. It wasn't really like a area, was it? Uh, uh the only thing that. I really remember strongly about the sewers is when you're trying to exit the sewer, you come up on like a, a square room where there's like, there's one path leading away 
But there's a monster standing right at the end of the path. Yeah. And that was the only time I've ever seen a monster just standing. And it happens to be standing in the way you need to go. Yeah. It's... That I was think, kind of yeah, that, that's kind of to a point where you have to, like, kite them around. So you can just kind of run by them. Yeah. Um, th there is that one part in the sewer where you basically have to stop or slow down this almost like a, a water mill kind of thing you know so you can get past it yeah um, oh yeah with the, uh, you have to uh, jam it with the piece of pipe yeah and you have to slow it down first by basically just what was it like screwing with the cogs or something like that I think there were two levers that you could you could hear the machinery. So yeah, you're moving yeah, these yeah. things around, you can tell if it's quiet. going faster or slowing down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. If yeah. it got if it got quieter, it slowed it down, and then you could eventually throw the pipe in there to stop it, and you could just duck up under. I like that puzzle. Out of all the puzzles in the game, because that was the one where I'm like, it doesn't it doesn't seem clear what I have to do. I'm just moving levers and it's getting louder and quieter, and then, you know. It, after like a minute or so, it just kind of like dawned on me that it, it might control that spinning water wheel or whatever. Yeah. But um, after you leave the sewers, you, you finally go into the nave, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I remember there was a well that you had to either go up, you had to climb yeah, up a well. You have to run past that, uh, run past the one standing there, I think you just sprint to the end of that hallway, and then there's a, a ladder to go up. Gotcha. So yeah, you're getting chased by something. I, I never look back. More than likely, it was the white monster guys. But um, you finally climb up the well, and you end up in the nave. And the nave is the next... I, I'd say it's probably the last big hub world or hub area. Yeah. Um, and you do a lot of stuff here because this, yeah, this, this, this is a big section. This is when I realized I was like, damn, I don't think we were halfway through this game whenever we stopped. And I was like, this is just because I like I turned it off whenever I got here because you meet this guy who <laughs> just looks like a monster. Yeah, he right looks there. he looks like a monster. His mouth is all ripped open and he's bald and he, he does have his dick covered with. A, I was just say he's the only guy in the entire game. This is wearing some kind of pants. This is true. He. It, I, I wonder if Daniel's naked. He probably is. is he, I thought about how is that he talking too, to you yeah. if his face is ripped off? Is it a? Is he? I think it's like a telepathic, telepathic? thing. I was assuming. Because I know Alexander's kind of broadcasting into your brain, but yeah, is that is that how Agrippa is talking to you also? I, I want to say yes. <clears throat> hey, that's that's what I assume because it's that's not even his body. Like Alexander's been keeping him ahead alive. For hundreds of years, yeah, I think just, just kind of house. sticking him in different host bodies, yeah, as, as time goes on. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, basically, you meet this guy. He is actually, it was Alexander's master, right? I thought they uh, were more partners. Or partners? It might have been partners. I <laughs> I can't. I can't really remember at this point. Uh, I don't know. There was. I mean, they, 
from what I gather, they were both working on the orbs, but I don't know how clear it was that he was like a master or a. I, I don't know. I, I I didn't. I don't think I remember them saying anything specific about. Yeah. Okay. About the relationship, at least. Well, they we we all know that they definitely have a long history together. Yeah, they've they've been alive for centuries, and it's it's Alexander who's somewhere in there searching for his lost love, isn't it? Yeah, you 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 get those from those um those cylinders that you the, can touch. The memory jars. I yeah, think. the memory jar things. Yeah, and that's mentioned like once, and then never again. Yeah. Yeah, they talk about it a couple of times that he uh, that he's stuck here. He doesn't want to be here in this dimension or on this planet. Uh, yeah, there are definitely the references. Oh, sorry, go ahead. The main reason he wants to get back is for a woman, but generally he just doesn't want to be here on Earth. So he's... And I don't know how early this is revealed, but he's kind of leaving Agrippa there as bait. To try and get uh, whoever it was that left. Was it Vire? You're, um. Is, uh. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. That, <laughs> okay, Alexander that... is from, like, a different dimension or whatever. Yes. And previously, him and some other people were working on the orb. That person, I think it was Vire, left. And he was friends with Agrippa. And the reason Alexander's keeping Agrippa there is because he thinks Vire will come back and save Agrippa. And then Alexander can trick him somehow into bringing both of them with him back to this other dimension. Okay. I thought those were that. It was like his motive. His motivation for doing whatever he's doing here. Because all he wants to do is escape. I gotcha. Yeah, I... I missed that part, but it's definitely, like you said, it kind of portions that stuff out over time about him. Because I noticed there were, you know, references to, you know, when he's writing, he refers to them as the humans. You, yeah. you know, when he's experimenting on people and there's, you know, references to, you know, being a traveler and, and stuff like that. So they kind of, they kind of lead you along that he's from somewhere else path before they outright come and say, yeah, he's trying to make a portal to get home. So, here in the nave, we're talking to Agrippa, and he is tasking you with collecting six pieces of an orb, assembling it to bring down this force field that um, Alexander has, basically on the inner sanctum. Yeah. So, um, you're tasked with that, but you're also, before that happens, you're tasked with making a tonic that would basically keep a cripple's head alive <laughs> while you, so you can put it in your pocket and then walk around with him. Um, <laughs> did you guys both make the tonic? Yeah, I did. I was just about to. I did. T- apparently, that's completely optional, and we'll just change the ending you get. But yeah, I made it too. Huh. So, uh, 
the first thing you the first thing I did I know was was going get three of the first pieces, which was at um was it the choir? I went to the choir first. And oh. that's that's the place that's all like horribly red. Yeah, I think, I think that's where like I went a, first. A red mist everywhere. Oh yeah, that I did that second actually. But um we could talk about the choir. Um choir there's monsters all around there apparently. I see I saw one once, but I didn't see one the rest of the time. Yeah. I don't think I saw a single one. I didn't. I, I heard them, but I never saw one. Yeah. At this point in the game, all I was doing was holding down the run button and going places. <laughs> I was until I got to that room. That room, uh, I did not want to run around because with the red mist, the visibility was so low. Yeah. That I thought I would just run right into one. But um, in the choir, that's also a torture area as well. Yep, and so the, the three orb pieces are kind of set out around the three different major torture rooms. Yeah, and you, um, every time you touch, you know, a torture device, you can you get a little bit of a flashback showing, you know, Alexander, not Alexander, but uh, Daniel torturing somebody, kind of deal. Yeah, and um, it's some of them are pretty intense. Dude, the the one in the. Uh, not the choir, but the other one. And the uh, transept. Yeah, something. I don't know. I can't remember what it was called. But the the one with what they what they did to the rapists. Oh my god. Is that the was one that... with the little pyramid? No. The was one... that the one with the upside down saw? Yes. Yeah. They hang you upside down naked and saw you in between <sighs> in between your legs until you die. Like with one of those old, uh, you know, like lumberjack handle on oh, each yeah. side kind of yeah. fucking saws oh my god <laughs> and I, was yeah, just, <laughs> I was and so they but they have pictures of like them demonstrating it <laughs> like on every wall <laughs> and i'm like jesus christ i was like even the picture has a dick i'm like come on <laughs> but so you you get a small backstory of basically like what they've been doing to people yeah, and it gets, I mean, it, it really gets kind of especially sinister there because it's basically, you know, we torture them, then we give them this amnesia drink so they don't remember it, kind of let them heal up, and then torture them again. It's, you know, they're really stringing people along to harvest the maximum out of them. Yeah. Yeah, these were the areas when I finally lost all, like, empathy for Daniel. Yeah. I was like, you would do this to other people for any reason? Then. Whatever, you should have just sat down and let the shadow kill you. So it's very gruesome. Like, even though you don't see any of it, it's just like, man, it's kind of crazy. So you go through all these torture areas, and you're, you're gathering orb pieces. They're everywhere in these torture rooms. And so in the choir, there's three pieces of the orb. And the main area of the choir is basically a big area with a bunch of bridges and this mist where you can't see anything. And apparently there's monsters there. I never saw one. I did. It was right after I came out of uh, one of the three little side rooms. And then there's like a, a broken down pillar right in front of you. Yeah. 
So I was just walking around along the edge, and I walked out past it, and all of a sudden I just saw one in front of me. And, like, I booked it back to the corner and just kind of hid and waited. And I feel like most of the time all you have to do is wait, like, a minute or two, and they disappear. But this one would never leave. Yeah. So I just had to sit there, like, after I waited for, I don't know, it felt like an hour, but it was probably only, like, three minutes. And, like, it wouldn't leave. So then I was just like, all right, I crept back up to the front. And I'm like, all right, let me see if I can watch its pattern, like, Metal Gear Solid style. So I waited till it was as far away as possible. I looked at But that was pretty scary for me, knowing that it was there and knowing that if I, you know, because they are so quick in catching you most of the time. Yeah, that's, that, that's still abnormally weird to me is that they are that fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, um... After that, when you go to the the other opposite room, um, and I, I we can't remember what it is, but basically it's three extra torture rooms as well as a spiral staircase going upwards. Yeah, I think that's the transept. Yeah, I think so. And um, that staircase upwards, it's like a study, like a big study. And there's something there. I can't remember what it is. But there was something significant there. Was there another one of those memory? I think there uh, was one in there. Things. I I just remember it's it's really. It seems really odd. You've got this this huge you know uh, stone area with torture rooms, and then you got a study upstairs. Yeah. You know, yeah. like 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 you know somebody doing their paperwork goes downstairs, tortures dudes, goes back upstairs, and it's it's just it's. It, that was that was really weird. Well, I mean, in the first half of the game, there was like seventy studies, so maybe maybe Alexander just didn't want to walk all the way back there. Yeah. Every time he had to write a note. Well, yeah, you want something closer to your work. Yeah. But. <laughs> so, you do that. You, you but the whole time you're finding other items too, and I, and I'm assuming that like while I'm playing this, I'm assuming that they're they're items for the tonic that. Agrippa, Agrippa keeps talking about, and so I got like a bone with some meat on it, and I've always carried this glass jar with me, and you know it's just always random little things, and so you have to read notes about basically how to make the tonic, and apparently it requires a mushroom, a certain <laughs> a certain type of mushroom. That only grows in the choir. Yeah. As well as the Kirk. That's how you pronounce it. The Kirk. The, invis- yeah. the invisible water monsters. It requires their saliva mixed in. It's an odd requirement, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it just so happens that there's a well uh, going toward the... I think it's the choir. That um has a rope on it. And you can put that meat down there on the rope and uh, let the water monster eat it. And when you bring it back up, there's a bone there and it has saliva on it. So there you go. We're good to go. I absolutely hated walking past that room. Yeah, just hearing <laughs> it splashing around down there. Just hearing it splashing and like, you know, that at a certain point in that game, you were just expecting things to come out. So it's like every time I go past, I'm like, fuck, he's going to climb out of that well. And then I'm going to have to haul ass. Because I would keep closing the door, and I swear every time I went past, the door would be open again. (laughs) 
<laughs> that was like I was absolutely convinced like this thing's just gonna come out and just kill me. <laughs> but so um we we've got the ingredients to make the tonic, um, but there's a bit of a problem. Uh, we go to why are we going toward the the area that has especially four big bridges? I can't remember why. I uh, I think that one's the uh, the chancel. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's what and that is. I think that's the only place left to go at that point. Yeah, you don't really have any other place to go. So when you go through there, oh, you get ambushed by a bunch of dudes, and they beat the crap out of you. Yeah, no running away from these ones. Yeah, and um. You think you're dead, but you're not dead. They capture you and put you into a cell. And at this point, we have Alexander talking to us via telepathy. Basically saying, look, just stay there, die, and let me do what I need to do. And so, um, for some reason, I couldn't figure out what the hell to do in this cell to escape. Like I tried, and I, I was like, I don't really feel like looking up, looking it up on Game Facts because this game, what the fuck? I think did we even talk about this? But holy shit, if you minimize this game, your cursor is stuck in the corner. Well, yeah, yeah, I had that, that happen a couple of times. Every time for me. And I, I was like, I couldn't minimize this game at all. Yeah, and so I'm like, I have a computer here, but I can't utilize it because every time I do, I'm like, because there was one time I was like, how the fuck did I get back to this game so I can save it? And I was like, oh shit, and I had to like look up like Google search, you know, amnesia, cursor stuck in corner and shit like that, and other people were talking about it. I was like, thank God other people can help me. So okay. I, I just assumed that was me because I didn't actually use the mouse and keyboard. I used one of those programs that maps it to a controller because oh, okay. I suck with a mouse and keyboard. Oh, really? So I just assumed it was a conflict with that that was messing it up. But no, no, that's I guess no. not. That's the game. <laughs> All right, well, cool. Good to know. Yeah. So um, you're in the prison cell. You have to figure out a way to escape. So there's you know a broken bar that you can pull down. Um, and you kind of have to hurry in this room because if you don't, that red stuff, that's like that, I don't know what the hell it is, that organic red stuff that hurts you if you touch it, it starts filling up in the room. And so you're eventually going to die. And this is one of the, the first times that you can actually encounter an ending in the game, I guess. Because yep. if you just stand there, you will eventually die, and then Alexander will, you know, thank you for your service. So, that is one of the endings. But um, so you if you need to you need to escape the cell, so you can get a bar, you can break a bar off, and then you can use it to uh, basically. I guess there's some boards or uh, some rocks that are loose, you can go into the other room and the other cell. And just so happens the other cell is not locked, so you can just walk right on out. <laughs> and you got to find a key, but there, you know, there's luckily there's people who have uh, ink and um, uh, a piece of paper to write stuff on. And you, know, you read a diary saying that, oh, a guard dropped it down a pipe just to laugh at me. And so you go find the pipe. 
and you pour some water down it and you know it, it's it's to a point now where they're throwing in puzzles like needlessly for me just attack on another 10 minutes on the game i think so because holy shit i wanted like at this point i was like damn i'm ready for this fucking game to end you know was it, it Go ahead. Was it was it when you land in the prison and Alexander's talking to you that they kind of piece together all that where he asks you if you drank the amnesia drink? Yeah. Where where it kind of comes together, you know, why you are here to begin with, you know, how you sort of wound up back on this path of rediscovering all the stuff that you did. Yeah. Um because you have the you have that flashback. Um I think it's why you're in that cell where it's out on a farmland and you're walking up to a house where you're... Oh, yeah, that was pretty cool. This is chasing down that girl. Yeah, this is like the first time they actually kidnap innocent people and torture them. That's right. So that was kind of his breaking point where he said, I don't want to do this anymore and drank the stuff to make him forget everything. Yeah, and basically, I guess force him to hate Alexander to basically kill him. And so um when you escape the prison or not the prison but the, you know the prison cells where you were being held captive, you end up back in the nave. That door that you never could open is now open and that oh that's where you are now. So at this point you still have the 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 ingredients for the tonic, you have all six pieces of the orb. Well, this is this after like there was that giant earthquake or whatever. Is that what opened the door to the la- laboratory? Yeah, that that's right before. I forget what triggers the earthquake. But it's like I know something's chasing you while you're running away from the prison cells. Yeah, that's like one of those full-on sprint sections. Yeah, and I think at the same time there's an earthquake going on. Okay. I'm not sure. Well, anyway, after, after you get back to the nave, that's like the earthquake has opened the door to the laboratory. Basically. Yeah. So now that now that you can go to the laboratory, you can finally make this tonic. So you make the tonic, and you give it to. A, how do you pronounce it? Agrippa. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And you use a bone saw to cut off his head. Which was a, that part I thought was as strange as the drilling into the corpse's head. Yeah. Because I, I just thought it was funny the way he was like, all right, now off with the head. <laughs> Talking about yeah, it. Just, it. Yeah, it was just very matter of fact. It's like, all right, cut my head off. You know, we got to go do this stuff. And it was to that point where I figured, like, he, he was like, okay, just cut my head off. And I'm like, all right. And I, I knew that they weren't going to show, like, a saw going into him. Every once in a while, they show, like, an animation of something. Yeah. And basically, it just showed him without a head anymore. But it was—you could still hear him like screaming. And so, like this dude's like telepathically screaming because I'm cutting <laughs> off his head. And I guess I—and I put it in my inventory. I figured it would be like kind of like lollipop chainsaw, where the head's talking to you <laughs> while you're walking around, giving you tips and stuff. But um, so now that you have his head, that gives you another option for another ending. So it's time to go to the Inner Sanctum. So you go to the Inner Sanctum. This is exactly what I did. I went to the Inner Sanctum saying, yes, I can finally 
friggin' finish this game. So I start putting the pieces in. You gotta put the tar in to make sure it sticks together. Make the orb. And I go and I notice that the force field is still there. And I'm like, why is the force field not down? And it says, oh, the orb is not what's powering the entire thing. So now I have to go back to this freaking machine room. Luckily, it's not that difficult. The only thing you have to do is like throw a bunch of rocks at a, co- at a bunch of cogs and fuck it up. Yeah. But, oh my god, I was like, seriously? More fucking puzzles? <laughs> I'm like, please. Yeah, the, the, the revelation that you have to go back to the machinery is like this game's version of Sorry, but our princess is in another castle. <laughs> you know, where you're like, alright, I made the orb. What the? What do you mean I gotta go do other stuff? Yeah, this whole fucking game is all about getting this orb. And holy shit, now that I have it, I have to do one last thing. I'm like, fine. So I went and did it, fucked up the thing, dropped the force field. And then I go into the inner sanctum. Now, I figured the inner sanctum was just like, oh, this is the big boss fight. But it's actually a couple of rooms that you have to do too. And there's some final scenes, basically, of Daniel committing himself to, all right, I'm going to drink this potion to make myself forget all this and then convince myself that Alexander is a bad person and I need to kill him. Look out. Everybody oh, some attack. more amnesia sounds. <laughs> but, um, so at this point, there's two things that you have to do, and they're both the same. I, from what I under, from what I gather, because this place is very, it looks like a temple almost, and you have to touch these needles and basically bleed, I guess. Yeah, it has something to do with the, like a final ritual, a blood ritual that you have yeah. to do. And so, go ahead. I was just saying, yeah, you have to do that, and because I did that, and then I wandered around for a while, and then realized that you have to go to the back of each of those rooms and stand on the symbol. Yeah. To, to do something, I, I don't know yeah. exactly what. <laughs> to do something. That's that's about yeah. right. It's like, oh, I have to do this. Okay, sure, fine. And so finally, you open the door. To the to an epic boss battle. Yeah, the epic boss <laughs> battle of an old man completely naked, it's floating purple. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what three hundred years does to you. But um, he he's basically using these three totems to create a portal to this other world and here's where he's talking to you basically trying to convince you that let him do what he needs to do and it'll all be over of course you'll die in the process but um, he doesn't care about you so you have three options at this point Before, before the portal opens you can knock over all the totems destroy the portal and for some odd reason it kills him too he disintegrates into nothing and at that ending it shows Daniel basically leaving the castle saying to himself that he did the right thing he destroyed this guy and 
all's right in the world. And it shows him finally leaving the castle and living his life, I guess. The second option would be to wait for him to open the portal, click on your inventory, and pull a pretty good, a <laughs> pull out put the head out of your pocket, <laughs> and then throw the head into the portal. <laughs> And for some reason, that closes the portal, and he dies again. <laughs> Apparently, it's a one-seater portal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and when you do that, it, you get a shorter ending. It's weird. Did, like, did did any of you guys see all the endings? That that was the I did that one, and and that was the only one that I did. Okay. Yeah, that's the only one I saw. So. The um. I saw them all because I basically just reload the checkpoint, kind of. But um, and then the final one is let him open the portal, let him go in, portal closes, and the room fills with the red stuff, and it eventually kills you. And that's it. Yep. It's um, you know. I really don't know how to feel about that. Well, it's certainly an anticlimactic ending. Yes, very I much I mean, so. it doesn't build very well because of all the little side quests that you have to do and side little knocking the gears out and sacrificing your blood. Like, all those things kind of derail the, like, the momentum going into the end. Yeah. But even if they hadn't done that, there wasn't much to build up to there. It's very true because you can't have some kind of a boss fight because there is no right. combat in this game unless yeah, you're that's, just that's throwing stuff. Game is about. And, you know, it's just... I don't know what they could have done differently. I don't think they could have done anything differently. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I mean, it's... And overall, it, it fit pretty well in, into the game. You know, it made yeah. sense, like you said. You know, it's not like you're gonna whip out a sword and start throwing down with this guy, but there there was kind of a drag between I found all the orb pieces and actually getting there. That yeah, kind of sucked that tension out. And by the time you get there, you know, I was almost to the point of like, you know, what I die, you die, whatever. Game ends. That's the important thing here. Yeah. Yeah. I th- you know I think what I would have liked to see is had the ending pretty much the way they had it, but have Alexander try and convince you that you should let him go home in a, like, more thoroughly, in a more convincing way. And, and like, make the endings... I don't know, just a little more satisfying. Like, basically, I saw the one where you just throw Agrippa's head through the portal. And then... What happens? There's like a weird little, you get resurrected. Like he, uh, you, is isn't that where you, you hear Agrippa and he's telling somebody else to resurrect Daniel because he deserves it? Yeah, I think he's I think he's talking to Wire. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what so, he's talking about. He's joined him on the other side. Yeah. So I guess the end result is that you're. Did you go with him? Maybe. I. I'm I'm assuming you you die as as part of the process so like you save him and but then is are Vire and Agrippa coming back to save you? I 
I guess. I, See, that I, was the, that was my problem. Is I just really didn't. There was I, no payoff. Yeah, there was no payoff. It, it was really vague, but I kind of like your idea of you know, even if like when you get there and he's like, you know, you shouldn't do this. Hey, you know, I can take you to this other dimension with me and make you super powerful. You know, kind of tr- right. trying to see if if you will just fully turn dark to save yourself as as an alternate option would have would have been kind of a funky moral twist at the end. Yeah. Right. Even if he never does that for you, like I wanted to hear him convince me. Because yeah. The, even if he like, screws you over and you yeah, wind up dead anyways. Right. Because there's one part in the game, like later on, when he's like. Alexander feels he shows like some remorse over what he's doing to Daniel and making him kill these people. Yeah. But they never ever go anywhere near far enough to make anyone sympathetic to Alexander. So maybe if they had played up his desire to go home and be reunited with his wife or whatever more. And I don't know if it had been more balanced in that way, then maybe he could have tried to convince Daniel that Daniel should let him go home through the portal. Yeah. But as it was, I was like, no, I'm not going to let you go. You killed all these people. There's no reason at all that I would ever want to let you go home. Yeah. And there was no, like, satisfaction in what would be considered the good ending, right? You save Agrippa gets to go home. He's free. Alexander's dead. Everything's right. But I don't know. It just it wasn't it really just wasn't satisfying enough. Yeah. Even though I really like the idea of but really that's all they could do with the ending. I just wanted them to build it up a little bit more it's true yeah even even if you know if if you're going with the line of well you know you have the the morally good ending because you did what was right you set things right it's it's still it doesn't really lean far enough in that direction either and is still pretty ambiguous yeah about about what the end result was maybe we'll find out with a a machine for pigs or whatever the sequel is yeah maybe maybe all of them are ambiguous because you come back or maybe it's unrelated i don't know what they're going to do with the sequel but i think they've said that the game is not a uh, direct sequel uh so daniel probably doesn't show up in it maybe maybe not i don't know so but yeah that's that's i mean that's the end of amnesia um as far as my thoughts were i think it was an exciting game to begin with full of tension, full of horror. Um, but about halfway through it, it just kind of became a, I got to run everywhere I go kind of thing. And to be honest with you, I'll go ahead and say, I think this game kind of overstayed its welcome for me by about, yeah. by about an hour. That's what I was going to say. I absolutely love this game overall. <laughs> you know, what it does is so unique compared to other games and even compared to other horror games that so much of what it does is exactly what it needed to do. But I don't know if they were just afraid of the length and it just, it did seem a little bit padded in areas. Yeah. Yeah. I I really enjoyed it all the way through and it was, it was really cool that they managed to pull off kind of making that switch from there's tension because there's monsters potentially around every corner to there's tension because you're just seeing all the fucked up shit that you did and, you know, really feeling uneasy about it like that. That was a, a pretty solid transition. But yeah, by the end of it, I, I think just because it's running too long and, and frankly, 
you know, it's almost it's almost done too well to the point that it's kind of tiring. Yeah. You know, the stressful. The, the, yeah, the, the tension that you feel during the game where you're like, fuck, I'm just ready for this to be done so yeah, I can it certainly wears on you. Yeah. So I can stop feeling like this, you know, which which I guess is a real feather in the game's cap. But at the same time, you know, when I got to the end, it was kind of you know, I don't even care what ending. I, you know, I just want this. I want to be done. I want to be out of this castle. You know, I want to be on with my life. Yeah. But um, we're not necessarily done because there's two other things that they released for this game. Actually, before we even get into that, if you stay after the credits or at the end of the credits, I didn't know this. I looked it up on game. I saw it on GameFAQs. It's a little, a unique little, um, I guess, secret. Oh yeah, this is pretty cool. The there are three unique little codes at the end of each ending. Um, at the very end of the credits. If you write those codes down and put them in the correct orders, that's a password. That password goes to when you look at the program files for the game, there is a file there that is password protected. Called something ridiculous, like super secret file or something. Yeah. And so when you open it, with the password, it's basically developer diaries and I think videos and stuff like that. I, I haven't done it, but um, it, it's it's basically the behind the scenes of making the game. Yeah, there's no way really... anyone would figure that out on their own, though. <laughs> I had well, I mean, when I when I finished, I actually wrote down the the thing at the bottom just because I was. You know, because you, you finish and the credits are done, and then it just says ODN three one four. I'm like, all right, well that's that's got to be something, right? I I don't think I would have ever put it together to go back and do the other endings and then go searching around my hard drive. Yeah, so I don't know how people figured that out. I'm pretty sure somebody hinted at something and said, hey, check that out, kind of thing. But um, but yeah, so they 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 released two extra things. Um, for this game, I, I want to say later on after the game is launched. The first one being Remember, which is see the, for the for the most part, I thought Remember, I thought it was called Remember Justine. <laughs> yeah, I did it first too. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, and I was like, what the fuck is this Remember Justine shit? So, um, Remember is basically, is it five short stories? Yeah, there's five five short stories that are all kind of set. In this world. Yeah. Um, they may not be directly related to it, but it may have small events that could have led up to it. Yeah, yeah there... so there's a lot of familiar characters. Yeah, yeah. I think Daniel even shows up in, in the last one as, as kind of a side character. Um, was was Wire in one? I only read about half of it. I don't know. I, I read them all. Um, yeah, I think so. Wires in the one okay, where so, yeah, they go is. into the tomb, and like it's like in a church. So there's a story yeah, where he the... is like it, it, somewhere in France, and then he's trying to get access to this church because there's an artifact in there. And then there's a bunch of like guards that find him and let him in, but uh, they want their share of the artifact, so. They follow him in, and I, I don't know if they're going to steal it or whatever, but it turns out the artifact is an orb, and it gets activated, 
or whatever you call it, so that the shadow comes and kills two of them. And then yeah. uh, he just escapes with one of the other guards. Yeah. And, and then there's there's one where the, where the guy uh, meets his friend as as he's basically getting ready to go on the expedition, I think to find one of the other orbs. Yeah. Uh, the first one was actually happened about like a hundred years before the game takes place. Yeah, it was I, in I the. Yeah, I did too. I liked that one a lot. It read very nice. Which was the which was the first one? The first one was where that guy was like a private detective, and he was trying to figure out about a uh, a farm burning down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's going back to like seventy years after the fire. Yeah. And, uh, what happened to Wilhelm? Yeah. Yeah. And he he goes and visits Brennenberg, Alexander. And you know, and this takes place in seventeen something. So, you you know, obviously, after if you beat the game, you realize that he's a lot older than what he is, you know, than what you think. He's abnormally old, but the, you know, he, he's he's an old he's an old man in seventeen something, and this game takes place in eighteen forty. So, you know, so it's it you know it's it's actually I, I really like that one how it. It wasn't even conjoined with any of it, but it was just side stuff. It just kind yeah. of fills in a little in the back of everybody, which yeah. is cool. And I, you know, o- overall, I don't think they were particularly well written, and they're not particularly long. But I love to see this kind of stuff with the game. Yeah. Like there, there's so much of this game that is hinted at and talked about, but never really like fleshed out because. It really has nothing to do with the story of the game, but to know that all this, you know, is there. There's all this story there, like the, whatever, the Order of the Black Eagle or whatever it is, which is what Wilhelm was a part of. Yeah. And it's what, and he was trying, like, earlier in the game, when he started abducting people, it was because Alexander could get him a higher ranking in this order. Yeah. And, like, and then to, to have another story that, also talks about Wilhelm, even though it's after he's dead. But you know, these these characters that really are nothing in the game. They you know they get a little bit more relevance, a little more context with some of these stories. Yeah, this you know the the my best example would probably be Zach's story and, and the correlation with Final Fantasy VII. You know what I mean? Um, I, I didn't play that. You didn't play Final Fantasy VII. No, do do I have to leave now? <laughs> no, you're gonna come back and play Final <laughs> Fantasy VII when it comes out on the PC. All right, fair, yeah, I, I I know that's one of the classics that I skipped over. But yeah, I, I just feel like you know it's just kind of the same correlation. Cause, yeah, you know, I mean, there's a lot of universes that are fleshed <clears throat> out. I mean, there's tons of novels for Halo and Assassin's Creed and Mass Effect and all that stuff. But these kind of feel different because they're not this huge separate project. Yeah. This is, you know, this is 50 pages total spread out between the five stories. Made and, by the developers and given with the game. Right. You know. And I, I that's just great. I, I love to see this kind of thing. It feels more personal, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's a lot more accessible than, you know, going and picking up books on The Witcher. 
you, you know, when you've got this thing that's all right, it's you know, 50 pages and it kind of covers a, a pretty broad spectrum, but it just fleshes it out a little bit. That it was it was a really nice touch. It it added to it. Yep. The um and the other thing, Justine, which I I, I did a little bit of research on it. Apparently, this came out when Portal Two was coming out. Uh, I th- I think when they were basically advertising for yeah. Portal Two, because what if you if you finish Justine, you can unlock a message from Aperture Science. Is, was that what it was? Yeah. Oh, if, if, awesome. you, if you if you one hundred percent it. Oh, that's yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Um. Justine is, from what I understand, about an hour to an hour and a half long. And the problem is, if you die, you start over from the beginning of the game. To the point that it actually closes your game. Yeah. <laughs> like, it shuts down your game client and kicks you out. And, and it's interesting as DLC, because it's it's a 100% standalone thing. Yeah. You know, Daniel's not in it. You know, it's just about you wake up as a, a chick and you have no memory and there's these phonographs. But it uses, like, all of the same art and structures from the from the regular game. Did anybody else notice this? This is basically Portal. Without the portals. You play as a woman who is locked up in a cell. She's getting messages from another woman which who is basically GLaDOS. Yeah, and you're having to do these different trials. I I hadn't thought about that, but that's yeah, it makes sense. That's that's, basically, a, that's a pretty good comparison. That's yeah. that's exactly what that felt like to me. Was like this is just a amnesia version of Portal. See, the vibe I got was something like Saw. Saw, yeah, because there's guys who are, who are in these torture devices, and you can save them. Right, or you can just say, "I want out. Let's kill them and get out of here." <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, I, unfortunately, I played probably about thirty minutes of it, and died. And, yeah. And rage quit that. Yeah, I did that twice. <laughs> I got into it twice, and then after the second time dying, I'm like, you know, I'm, this is cool, but I I don't need this right at this moment. I'll come back to <laughs> I'll come back to it at some other time. I was that, so burned out on fucking amnesia proper. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing is is you're already kind of tired of it, and then. They put that stipulation on top of it, and it's like, you know, in a couple of weeks, I might come back and want to do this, but now is not the time. Yeah. But that's um, that's pretty much it. I mean, does anybody have any final thoughts on Amnesia? Uh, just kind of looking at uh, my notes. I, I really enjoyed it. Again, you know, as an overview, I, uh, I, I'm looking forward to the sequel. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll take some time before sitting down with the sequel. I don't know when it's supposed to come out, but... I think it's early next year. I'm intrigued because some video that I saw showed some, like, outdoor areas. Some kind of, like, foggy town areas, which... From what I understand, I, I think part of it's supposed to take place in London. Okay, I know in this game, a lot of... a lot of uh, There's a lot of references to a town called, like, Allsdot, or... Some, All, some Allstad. Allstad. That's the town right outside of where the castle Brennenburg is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I just imagine that the the town that they showed in the trailer was that town. It could. It could be. But um, Dave, uh, any final thoughts? No, I 
I really enjoyed it. Um, it's kind of one of those things where I think at some point, now that I know the puzzle solutions and know where everything is, I would probably like to go back to it at some point to just sort of rip through all of that stuff and in one sitting absorb all of the story. Um, that was really my only issue, just playing it in two-hour spurts. I don't think I picked up as much as, as there was to understand all the way through because they really, I mean, they they put a lot of work into the story and yeah. revealing it, and um, I, I definitely feel like I did not pick up everything because, you know, it's, at some points when you're worried about a monster coming around the corner, I'm not necessarily paying 100% attention to this note that somebody left behind. Yeah. I think... But, that- uh, Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I, I really enjoyed it. But, yeah, I was I, I was done with it when I was done with it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair that's, assessment. That's basically <laughs> how I feel. I think I, I enjoyed this game. This is one of the first, I'd say, PC games in a long time that I could actually sit down and not have a tr- problem with it. Because, you know, I'm, I'm a, I suck at mouse and keyboard as well. and um, But this game was not too confusing it wasn't very taxing on practically anything so i mean i actually really enjoyed this game i just think it it did kind of overstay its welcome i think that they they tried to extend the play time just a little bit too much but i mean as far as story and writing and voice acting and atmosphere goes this game is top notch uh, yeah, yeah the, uh, probably the most legitimate tension I've ever felt from a game for, for that kind of an extended period of time. There you go. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that pretty much sums up, uh, amnesia, dark descent. I think, um, we've exhausted it to the point where we don't want to, we don't want to be scared anymore or at least for a little while, at least for a little while. Yeah. Until the next big horror game comes out. But, um, as far as um, next week goes, we are going to get the uh, the editor-in-chief, the big man himself, Ken, will be joining us for his pick, um, which is Justice League Heroes. Quite a change of pace. Very big change of pace. <laughs> a little bit different, yeah. Um, it's a Snowblind action RPG. Um, uh, you know, if anybody knows Snowblind, they're the ones that made... Uh, Champions of Norath, I believe. Was it Champions? Yep. Yeah, it was Champions of Norath. Um, so it's, you know, isometric view with uh, Justice League superheroes. Um, or is that's only going to be like a one-off show because apparently the game's not that long and um, we're going to be doing that. So look forward to that. Um, I guess this is the part where I ask you guys hey give us an iTunes review we um we have one uh, from Pink Taco and I, I do appreciate that um, really any feedback any comments any absolutely I any mean messages it, good or bad yeah if you if you are on if you're listening to this on ztgd.com leave us a comment um, you know if you want to email us you can email us um, just go to the contact us page, and we got everybody's email there. Um, but yeah, let us know how we're doing, um, and let us know if there's any games you'd like us to, you know, give a shot. Because we definitely we're up in the suggestion for anything. Um, but yeah, we um, 
we got the next game covered, and I'm pretty sure we got the, the, the game after Justice League Heroes covered as well. So, um, but anyway, um, I, we've lingered on long enough. We've peed our pants. We've accomplished. We have finished <laughs> Amnesia: The Dark Descent. Finally, uh, I finally got to finish this game. I've owned it for two years and finally finished it. So um, I can finally take that off the backlog. But um, anyway, I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. And I'm Dave. And we are out of here. And uh, thanks you guys for listening. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Yes, actually, I, I didn't get that last bit. What was it attributed to? Dr. Brookings. Penis envy. Excuse me, what kind of envy? Penis. I'm, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear the... Um... Penis. Just, just once more. Penis, penis, penis.